Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Testing one, two, three, and we are a go. Welcome to a special edition of the Lonely Heart Sports Podcast. On this special edition, we are previewing the MLB Division Series for the 2022 postseason. Wildcard Series done, dusted, over. Only one home team advanced out of the wildcard round. The Cleveland Guardians won in a two-game one in a two-game sweep over the Tampa Bay Rays. And they will face the New York Yankees. Every other team that won was on the road. Seattle came back from dramatic fashion to win to win Game Two and thus sweep the Toronto Blue Jays and end their season. They will take on the Houston Astros in, the, in their series in their division series matchup. On the National League side, the Philadelphia Phillies played spoiler to the careers of Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, and Adam Wainwright and ended all of their seasons and their career, ended the season for the Cardinals and the careers of those three players there. So they will then, they get the luxury of going to Atlanta and taking on the defending champion Braves. And then the San Diego Padres won in a three games, won, won in a three game series. Two games to one over the New York Mets at, over the New York Mets, which many did not see coming. Their prize is that they get to take on a juggernaut and division rival in the 111 win Los Angeles Dodgers. Let's begin in the National League here. And we will begin with the a with the matchup of two NL East foes. The Philadelphia Phillies taking on the Atlanta Braves in a best of five in a best of and a best of five, uh, all series best of five here. If the first of best three out of five here, Phillies, Braves, uh, game all game ones will start tomorrow. Um, I'll let you start. Like, where, 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 where are you going? Like, with this series, where do you think? What are you looking forward to? And, like, how does each team win? The, so each team wins by – I'm just going to say this straight up. The only way the Phillies win is if the Braves' offense just does not show up for them. I don't care about the Braves' pitching. It just is the Braves' offense doesn't show up. That is the only way I can see the Phillies winning this series. I mean, <clears throat> excuse I mean, we saw – like we just saw Philly go and handle uh, the Cardinals, which uh, so kind of surprised most people in the fashion they did in the two games. Um, myself included, because I said that was going to be my series. What was that? Definitely surprised me, too. I didn't have the Phillies winning. Yeah, you didn't have the Phillies winning. I had that series uh, going to three games. And um, so, yeah, that's what happened there. Um, To be honest, I think that was the one series I actually did not get to watch a lot of. Um, I was more focused on the Blue Jays series and then the Mets series, obviously, which I should not have been in hindsight because totally fuck. But, no, if – if the excuse me, if the Braves offense just doesn't show up, that's the only way the Phillies win. Um, I don't think the Phillies are deep enough to be able to uh, hang with the Braves, in my opinion. I the Braves to me, the Braves and Dodgers are on a collision course for each other, and 
there's nothing in my opinion that could stop those two teams. Um, I, I'm sure you probably could agree with that, but I mean, I saw clearly following it through um, the regular season, what the Braves can do, especially being 10 and a half games behind the Mets and then our collapse and they just take advantage of it. So the thing is here is like this series, like I'll say this first off, I'm not, I'm not going to write any team off in the playoffs right now. I'm not. Even my unbi- even my biased Yankee fandom will not write off the Guardians. I won't. Looking at the Phillies-Braves matchup, we know how Philly got into the playoff, into the postseason. They, they, they pretty much snuck in there. They swept the Cardinals in convincing fashion. Well, game two was more convincing than game one. Game one, the Cardinals just completely shit the bed in the top of the ninth. Um... We know that the Braves are an offensive juggernaut with a ton of power at their peak. I mean, for crying out loud, they led the National League in home runs, and they were second in OPS. But the Braves also struck out more times than anybody else in the National League, but they have some vulnerabilities there. The, The Phillies, they have defensive issues. They have a poor bullpen. Okay? Zach Wheeler and Aaron and Aaron Nola, they were, they were spectacular in the wild card round, okay? The thing is, though, is that the Phillies have sluggers at every position for the most part, and they have the offensive firepower. Like, when it's on, they can match Atlanta. They can match Atlanta there. So I think this matchup comes down to – I think this matchup comes down to the pitching. Like I said, the Phillies have Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, and the – and if they can be sharp as they were in the wild card round, then they'll be okay. Their bullpen is not the greatest, obviously. They have a poor bullpen. It has not been great all season. The Braves, on the other hand, like they've had one of the best bullpens in the National League, if not all the majors, the entire season. Um, their rotation depth, though, they've got Max Fried, Kyle Wright, like, Okay, like you've got Charlie Morton, Jake Gordarizzi, like Spencer Strider coming, like needs to like going to come back from injury there. But like their rotation, like could be their rotation could face some challenges there in terms of it, in terms of everything. But looking at this, like I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it's even. I'm not saying it's even. I'm not saying it's going to be a sweep either. I think that because these two teams know each other so well, they know what to expect based off of everything. I mean, Atlanta Atlanta took the season series 11-8. Also, ironically, based on the schedule of the National League Division Series, Atlanta has to play two ga- day games for games one and two. They don't fare well in day games this season. So maybe so maybe looking at that from a historical perspective over the season, maybe the Phillies could use that as an advantage there, kind of like a psychological thing. I do think the Braves win this series. I think they win it in four. I think Philly take I, I think they win it in four. Um Philly takes one Philly takes one Philly takes one game. I think they either steal game two on the road or they take game three at home to try and salvage to try and salvage their season to try and salvage the series. Um partially I also want to be biased too there because uh game four would be Saturday when I'm down in Philly. And it would be okay and it would be pretty cool to go see a postseason game, even though it is not my new not my Yankees. Um 
but at the same time, if it's at seven, if it's at, if it's a night game, I won't be able to go nonetheless because I need to be up early in the morning on Sunday for FanFest. But that's like that's where I stand with this matchup. The Braves will win in four. It's going to come down to pitching, the bullpens, starting rotation, because both teams' offenses, like when they're both at their peak, like they can get everything firing. Exactly. That's what I'm kind of, I, I'm in the same boat as you. I think I, I, I agree with you with the, the four game. They'll, they'll take it in game four, but um, I don't know. I, I just think that especially with how Atlanta's bullpen has finished the season, I don't see any hope for the Phillies sticking around in that aspect. I mean, the way no. they go ahead. Sorry. No, no, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, you're not wrong about how Atlanta's bullpen is there. I mean, like, it's been one of the best in – it's been one of the best in baseball. So, like, if Atlanta – like, if the Phillies can't get anything going offensively, like, obviously the series will be over within a full – before you know it. Yeah. Um, But, no. I mean, the thing is, though, is, like – I don't want to write the Phillies off. They got into the playoffs. They beat the Cardinals. I didn't expect that to happen. I thought the Albert Magic would have done. I thought not only with the Albert Magic, but with how they have two MVP MVP candidates in Arenado and Goldschmidt, and also with how their pitching has been, like, I thought the Cardinals would have gotten it done. But We both picked the Cardinals in that series. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. It's crazy. That's why I don't want to totally write off the Phillies. But I do again. Four Braves and four. I'm call. I'm marking. I'm gonna mark that down as my prediction there. I like that. I just. I. I. I'm gonna agree with that. I think this series is. I don't know. Like I said, there's two. In my opinion, there's two juggernauts coming out of the NL. Exactly. They're just on a collision course for each other. Exactly. The Braves and Dodgers are on a collision course practically on paper there. Let's move on to the next, the other division series matchup between two NL West opponents uh, and NL West rivals in the San Diego Padres and said Los Angeles Dodgers. So the Padres heated up down the stretch. They beat the Mets in, I won't say impressive fashion, but actually, no, it was impressive fashion. Game, no, game no. one, they hammered Scherzer. And then game three, they just came out the gates firing and well, we know what you know what happened. Yeah, game one was dominant by the Padres. It was embarrassing to watch. Game two, uh, kind of what you would have expected, how that series would have went, and then a game three again, the Padres just go off early against the Mets, and the Mets had no answer whatsoever to them. Exactly. Yeah. Don't don't. The problem for them is that the Dodgers are a juggernaut. They beat them in the NLDS just two seasons ago. They won. Uh, they won 111 games, most by a National League team in over, well over 100 years, as mentioned last podcast. They also went 14 and five against the Padres, head to head in the division this se- in the NL West this season. Mm-hmm. We know that the Padres pitching was the headline of the Wild Card series against the Mets. You Darvish and Joe Musgrove pitched pitched gems. Darvish in game one was spectacular, and Musgrove in game three. Buck Walter decided to think that he was cheating, tried to throw him off there, so whatever there. I can go into that. I can go on to, into that forever. Um, they would need to have Snell and Manea step up in the in the division series, though. 
especially because the Dodgers won 32 and 16 against left-handed starters this year alone. Offensively, the Padres were the middle middle of the pack pretty much. Like, okay, the trades for Soto and Bell didn't transform the lineup as intended. But the thing is, though, is like Manny Machado has pretty much been the MVP of this of this team all season. I mean, Manny Machado has been doing great like ever since he's been on the Padres. So, like, if honestly, like, if Machado can keep it going and every and Soto, Bell, Cronenworth, like, if those guys, like, if they can just get some, if they all can get something going together there, they can make uh, it a series. Exactly. I mean, ever since we saw Soto get traded from the Nationals to the Padres, he has been like, like, very average. Like, he has not st- stood out so far since getting traded to the Padres. And if he can step it up this series, I think people genuinely would forget about how he came into the Padres and was just an average player. If he can step it up here against the Dodgers and make this a very competitive series and even take the Dodgers to the end, then people would forget about it. But he has been very average recently, and it's like, well, that's a big money move for the Padres, and it's right now not panning out. No, it's not panning out here because the thing there is, like, if the Padres chose to move on, they would again. He would have to be traded again because he, Juan Soto isn't a free agent at the end of the year. They still have two years left with them. Yeah. But, um, uh, no, they the Padres literally have to be close to perfect to be because they were far and away the best team in baseball the entire season, let alone the best offensive team in the National League, let alone one of the best pitching teams. I mean, you look at, I mean, the trio of Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and Trey Turner says it all itself. And their pitching rotation had, like, it's something that no other team in the National League was able to match. I mean, the team literally just had everything firing on all cylinders, and they have just, they've just been chugging along like a fucking wagon here. So it's just a matter of, like, how the, do- like, the Dodgers have to be, the Dodgers have to beat themselves, and the Padres have to be perfect practically. For this series to for this series there, I I mean you look at the you look at the depth of you go down the the lineup for the Dodgers. It's like well, there's not really one bad person on the team that you could genuinely pick out. You look no. at it's like you look at this team. It's like well, how genuinely how can they be beat? I mean, you look at their bullpen. You look at the three players you just mentioned. You forget about Cody Bellringer, uh, oh, just Bellinger, uh, Justin Turner. It's like well, what are you supposed to do? Like you said, the Padres damn near had to be perfect to make this a series. But because of the rivalry between these two teams, I do think this series will be interesting, and the Padres are gonna make them make the Dodgers go out of this with a fight instead of just like crawling over and going to bed on the Dodgers and letting them go right to the NLCS. No, I don't. I agree with you there. I wholeheartedly do. I, it's not gonna be a sweep. The only way it's a sweep is that if the Padres just forget to show up altogether. My thought process is the Dodgers take this sport. Another reason why I say the Dodgers take this in four is because the Padres are not a bad team. They are not. It's just that the Dodgers have been a juggernaut. I mean, we talked about it that they're not a bad. I talked about last, like last week, we were previewing the wild card that the Padres on paper have been a big disappointment because when you look at their roster, when you look at everything on paper, they just haven't lived up to the potential. The only thing that everybody talked about for the Padres for the most part was the Tatis suspension for PEDs. And I mean, the thing is, though, is like if they can take the momentum from taking two out of three against the 101 win New York Mets 
into this series, they can probably think like, hey, we may have a shot here. Like, like, uh, like, like, I'm not saying that the Padres will pull off the unthinkable here, but I'm not writing them off completely. I think the Dodgers take this in four. The Padres, it's it's going to be an entertaining four games, though, for sure. If Soto doesn't show up, I think the series could end in three. But I want to go with it's going to end in four as well. But I think for if you're the Padres, you're looking at Soto like, okay, this is your time where you need to step up for us. Exactly. And if he doesn't, I don't. I, if Soto doesn't show up, this series, in my opinion, ends in three. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I think it comes. I I don't think it comes down to whether or not Soto shows up. I just think it comes down to whether or not the Padres can like actually get some offense going against the Dodgers pitching because the Dodgers like the Dodgers like starters like they fit like they all have had an ERA of like around two point six. The bullpen too had the lowest ERA in the National League this season. So the thing is, there is like if the if like if the Padres like can't get any if the Padres don't obviously can't get past the aces that the Dodgers have, it's not going to be easier getting through their bullpen either. So, yeah. uh, so I think it just comes down to whether or not like the Padres as a whole can like have the offense have the offense show up because the thing is though is like. The I'm going to go back on this a little bit. It practically you for the Padres to win, like if their offense doesn't show up, you practically have to go toe to toe with the pitching. Like it has to be a, it it has to be like the um, Guardians and Rays series in the wild card pitcher a pitcher's duel day in and for both the, for that that both those games had. I don't think that happens though. I think the Dodgers are too. I think the Dodgers are too good. They'll they'll get to San Diego's pitching, but not as not as bad as everybody thinks it will. But then again, like I said, anything can happen. I'm gonna take the i I think that the, I think San Diego takes Game Three at home to salvage their season, but then they'll lose Game Four, and then the series will close out then. Yeah. Um. But the thing is, so we have the Dodgers and Braves meeting on a collision course in the NLCS. There, um, get into that more as this as we get as we get there. I mean, we've got best of five, best, two best of fives to deal with there. Let's switch over to the American League here, and we'll begin here with two AL West foes going head to head, with the Seattle Mariners taking on the Houston Astros. Um, the Mariners, they're flying high right now. They get into the playoffs first time since 01. They win their first series since 01. Historic comeback over Toronto. I thought I was watching the Leafs on grass when they came back, when, when they came back and beat the Blue Jays, honestly. Um, the Astros on the other hand, 106 games went, won this year. They have been to the ALCS in five straight seasons. Um, they've, they, they won, tw- they won 12 and seven against, uh, the Mariners in the, in head to head in the division this year. So like, where does each team stand in, in your opinion and how would they win? Seattle wins by having their bullpen not get tired. Their bullpen is going to need to be clicking on all cylinders throughout this series for them to be competitive against the Astros. 
because the Mariners offense is to me a middle of the line offense. Whereas you look at the Astros, it's like, well, this team has just for the last, what now, six, seven years, it's been a dominant team. If I'm the Mariners, I'm looking at this, looking at my bullpen, just like you guys can't falter at all here. We need you guys to be clicking on all cylinders. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, you look at Luis Castillo's in September and it's like, during games, like middle of innings and stuff, he would just falter. And it's like, well, that can't happen against this Astros offense. Um, that, to me, I, I, I think this series is going to be a lot closer than people think. Seattle's riding high. I mean, coming back, beating, going 2-0 and against against uh, Toronto in Toronto. Um, I, I would like to call that I did pick Seattle to advance here. I did. Well, I'll admit that. Um. But, no, I think this team is going to be riding high once again. Like I said, they're carrying – they're still going to be carrying that momentum from them breaking their playoff drought. Now you go in – you went go into Toronto. You beat them two games on their home turf. And now you get to go see a division rival where, like you said, 12-7, and seven, they, they um, 7 to 12 in the regular season for them. But I think this series is going to be closer. The only problem is, like I said, that Mariners bullpen needs to be clicking on all cylinders because – their offense, unfortunately, won't be able to get the job done for them. So you would have to look at the series like, well, if Seattle's bullpen can show up, it's going to be a series. If they don't, the offense isn't strong enough to carry them past his Astros team. So I look at, I'm going to look at it from the Astros perspective first, because let's be honest here, 106 wins, as mentioned, they've been a, as much as it pains me to say it, they've been a juggernaut in the American League for the past few years. Um, they have one of the best rotations in baseball. Okay, Christian Christian Javier and Framber Valdez, like they're not household names, but they've had great seasons. They're going to headline Houston's playoff rotation behind who should win the Cy Young and Justin Verlander. Their bullpen has not been their bullpen has been good all, all season too. Okay, the Astros overall offensively second most home runs in the American League, only behind the Yankees. Third best OPS behind strong seasons from Altuve, Kyle Tucker, and Jordan Alvarez. Who, if it who if it wasn't for a guy named Aaron Judge, would be strong consideration for AL MVP. Um, the Mariner, like looking at it from a Mariner's perspective, now they're feisty. They're better than the sum of their parts. Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray, Logan Gilbert. Have a good have a form a good trio in the rotation. While the bullpen like can get like if they get tired, it's not totally overlooked there. Like they may be able to match Houston's pitching depth, maybe. Like it's like San Diego, like they have it has to be near perfect. But the thing is here is like it's just a matter of how well they can like hold up against Houston's offense. I think that. I think this series could go five. I, I think, do as well. I think this series could go five. I mean, it pains me to say this. The Astros will win in five, in my opinion, because I think just overall the Astros are the better team. Seattle will take their momentum and get, and get it going as far as they, – they'll take the momentum and go as far as they can with what they have. Seattle will get two home games, first time since 2001. I think I think it will go five. The Astros win in five. Now, would you now now are you going to continue with the Seattle momentum, or are you going to or are you going to say this is where the road ends? No, I'm riding the momentum as far as I can. 
I love it. I honestly love it. I mean, I'm, I- I'm taking Seattle in five. I think they're going to go. They'll lose both in Houston. They'll win both in Seattle. They're going to go back, win both in Seattle. Then they're going to come back to Houston and upset this team. I, as a Yankees fan, I love it. As a realist, I'm just like I hope. As a realist, I hope I hope that's true. As a Yankees fan, I love it and I hope it does happen. Because um, I just fucking hate them. I fucking hate that team. Um, big. I, I fucking hate that team. I, I and they, I hate them as much as I hate them in Boston now. Um, but I think the Astros taking in five. I would love to be proven wrong. Please, Seattle, prove me wrong. Okay. Um, Julio Rodriguez is going to prove to be the playoff MVP in this series. Julio Rodriguez will go off in the series, I hope. That would be amazing. Um, I would love for that. I mean, the team's not, like I said, they're not terrible. They're, they're better than some of their parts. A lot, they're, they, they've been overlooked all season. And quite honestly, they're going to take the disrespect and shove and as far as they can go and just tell people to shove it. Um, Moving on to the last series, the New York Yankees are taking on the Cleveland Guardians and is the only matchup that does not feature two division opponents going head-to-head. Although the Yankees and Guardians are familiar with each other, this is the third time in the last six seasons that the Yankees have ta- will be taking on the Guardians in the playoffs at some point. Winning the 2017 division series on a being down two games to nothing, winning the wild card series in 2020 um, to uh, as well. So this will be the, as mentioned, third time in the last six seasons. I'm gonna let you go first on this because I can talk about this series forever. No, I want to. I want to hear what you're gonna say first. I want you to. I want you to talk. I'm just gonna add on. This is all your series. This is this your is all, this, this is my team. This, this is, is my, your team. This is this is your series. This is everything you've been waiting all season for. I I I, I wait for the I wait for the playoff postseason all year, and I get disappointed all the fucking time. Okay, I have not seen a Yankee. I I the closest to happiness I came was in 2017 when the Baby Bombers were one game away from the World Series and fuck the Houston Astros. Okay, uh, but here we are in 2022. Okay. I've told you time and time again, I do not think the Yankees will win it all this year based on like how they have been based on how they've been. And also based on how the Dodgers are a juggernaut. Um, But I'll take it one series at a time. I'm going to start with Cleveland first. Obviously they took out the race. I'm going to be honest that series from a pitching perspective. Great to watch from an offensive perspective. Lack of offense. I wanted to. I wanted to go to sleep. But the thing is here, though, is like Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie, amazing. They looked amazing in the wild card round. They held the race to just one run over twenty four innings. While Cleveland's pitching it did overall, like they were locked in. Okay, Cal Quantrill didn't even need to come in at all. Didn't need to start. Okay. They that trio is going to be the catalyst for Cleveland in terms of every in terms of their pitching. The bullpen overall, again, good bullpen over the season overall. Um, so the thing is here though is like it's going to come down to their offense. They're a young team. They're an exciting team when everything clicks. Okay. 
the offense though can be sluggish at times outside of outside of Jose Ramirez like the offense can be very very sluggish okay they were sixth in the American League in run scored seventh in OPS but so that's like middle of the pack practically in the American League um I'm not writing them off though completely I I, I real as much as I want to come in and say like we're gonna sweep them I'm not going to say that I I I've, I think I think it's four games the Yankees we know how they work they started out like a ball of fire they finished off with not even winning 100 wins they've dealt with injuries they've They've dealt with injuries in the pitching staff. They've dealt with injuries like in uh, on offense, defense, okay? Um, they Boone announced that they're, they're three game that they're gonna have they're gonna go to the three man rotation for this series. So Cole will be game one, Nestor Cortez game two, Luis Severino game three. It's been reported that Jamison Tyone and Domingo Herman will go into the bullpen. And that they're going to have twelve, and they're going to go. They're going to ride with twelve pitchers. Matt Carpenter looks like he's going to be on the. Uh, looks like he's going to be on the ALDS roster too after coming back from injury. Oswaldo Cabrera looks like looks like a lock too. The only question mark on my in, in terms of the roster is whether or not DJ Lemayo has a spot. If he's not healthy, it makes I understand. If he is, if he is like seventy percent, put him on the fucking roster. He's DJ fucking Lemayo. Okay, we know who they have on offense. It starts with Judge, Stan, Rizzo. Okay, like those those three those three guys power hitters all season there. Okay, so we know that they've scored the most runs, second best OPS, most home runs. Okay, the offense they have a, they have a leg up on on Cleveland in terms of offensive firepower. But again, this is my team. Every year I go, every fucking year for the past 13 years, I have gone in, okay? 2010, they lost. 2011, lost in the ALDS. 2012, lost in the ALCS. 2013, didn't make it. 2013, I didn't make it. 2014, didn't make it. 2015, lost in the wildcard round. 2016, didn't make it. 2017 ALCS heartbreak. 2018 lost in the ALDS. 2019 lost in the ALCS. I refuse. I <laughs> fucking beat that fucking team. 2020 lost in the ALDS to the race. 2021 lost because some jabroni sold their soul, and now their team's gonna fucking shit the bed for the next ten years. Um, so it's been a long time. I think. Looking back, this is probably the best team that looking back at it, like this is probably like the best team that the Yankees have had in recent playoff and recent seasons. So I wouldn't say that they can't go and win it all. My fear is that this series goes five. Does August scare you at all for this team? Does what scare me? August. What happened to you guys in August? Is that even in your mind, or is that past you at this point? Always in my mind. I think more about this team. I think more about this baseball team than I think about than I than I. I think more about this baseball team than I do about than I do about a lot of other things. Okay. Like this time of year, like it just frustrates the fuck out of me. 
because like I want my team to do good, but like when they lose, if they lose, like I'm fucked. Like cool, I'll still watch, but it's just sad. It's just fucking frustrating me. Um, but yeah, no, that goes back into my mind there. It does honestly because what happens is like when the offense clicks, they, they it, look out. It's over. That's my opinion. But when the offense doesn't click, it's like feast or famine. They're the feast or famine New York Yankees. When the offense feasts, forget about it. But when famine happens, it's not just one game. It's a stretch. You can you have you have three games at mo- at least five games at most. You have the first two at home. The Bronx is going to be crazy. If you lose one, you you can't lose one. You can't lose a game at home. You can maybe lose a game in Cleveland, but you can't lose both games at home going into the, in this series. Okay, I think the Yan- the Yankees are taking the series. I, I'm not going against my team. They take it. They they're, they're going to take it in four. No series will no series will be a sweep. The Yankees will take this in four. If it goes five, that is when I get annoyed. And that's when I start to fear the worst. <laughs> you're Where gonna, do you, you're gonna hate me. Well, you're taking the Guardians in like four, aren't you? Taking the Guardians in five. And all series, Cleveland's just gonna pitch around Judge and hope the rest of the offense can't bat him in. They're not I, they're not gonna let Judge hit the ball. They're probably I, they're not gonna let Judge hit the ball and they're gonna pray to God that the Yankees from August show that's what keeps going to my mind. The Yankees from August where that offense got nothing going for them. And judge was the only thing that in August for that Yankees team, that was all right. Now that's in my mind. They're pitching around judge all series. Judge is going to be a minute detail in the series, in my opinion. And the guardians, what we saw with that bullpen against the Rays is going to show up against the Yankees, and the Yankees are going to struggle. I'm sorry, buddy. The Yankees are done in five in this series. I I know that you're going to hate me for saying that, but I just just, just I, I just keep playing that scenario in my mind where just Judge doesn't hit the ball. Uh, Garrett Cole comes in game one, and he's going to get lit up in the first inning, and we know how he gets when he gets lit up. Oh, I'm going to – oh, see, that's like where I wanted to go next with you. If you get to Garrett Cole's head, he becomes a complete mess. Oh, yeah. No, I, you're not wrong there. That's like where I wanted to go next, though. I did not want Garrett Cole. I don't care that Garrett Cole's your $300 million raise. I, Nestor Cortez should have started game one. Yeah. Nestor Cortez starts game one, in my opinion. And then not only if, if Nestor Cortez and, – and when Garrett Cole sees that, it's, you go and you're getting into his head. He's going to be pissed off. And Garrett Cole, when he's pissed off, He's not, you're not going to be able to get to him, in my opinion. So, like, it should have been, it should have been Nestor, Cole, and then Severo for the rotation. But I understand why Cole's starting game one. He's your $300 million ace, as they say. But Nestor Cortez, I feel like, if the Yankees lose game one, somehow, based on Cole either getting lit up or the offense just not showing up, that's why I'm glad that Nestor's pitching in game two. I can rely on Nestor Cortez. Yeah. I can rely on that man. He can pit, He can give me six innings, six plus innings. Okay? I, I firmly believe that. What will happen is where game three takes you. Because if 
game game where game three takes you. It all depends on like what happens there, in my opinion. Like if the Yankees win the first two, series is over in four. If they if it's one one going into game three, fuck it's going five. I always and and I don't want five. I don't want five. I don't care if game five's at home in the Bronx. I don't. I just don't want five. The playoffs are, are the postseason is very unpredictable. And the thing is here is like the Yankees see everybody's gonna talk about the Mets being no and you're gonna hate me for saying this here about your about the Mets. But the, everybody's talking about how the Mets season was a big disappointment because they collapsed and blew the division last week of the season. They had 101 wins and they st- and they still got knocked out in the in the po- in the postseason in the wild card round. If the Yankees fail to get out and fail once again, New York baseball is just going to be looked at as a big disappointment. And where do you go from there? That's right. how. It, yeah, that's how it is. I so right now you have so you have one and two in the NL and you have wild card and wild while well, you have the three yeah, I got yep three and five yeah because yeah yeah three I and think five. yeah I'm I, I'm I'm I, I don't hate you for it. I, I, I know. My, my thing is because if Cole gets lit up the first – say Cole even gives up two runs in the first inning tomorrow, he'll probably be pulled by the second, if not the third. Nah, they're not going to roll out. They're not going to go to the bullpen right away, honestly. Do you know how many times I've said that about, about Cole or Herman or any of the starting pitchers that get lit up in the first two innings and they keep them in there? Yeah. It's not going to happen because they don't want to deplete the bullpen. The only good thing about their roster is that Aroldis Chapman chose to skip a workout in his <laughs> golf course. His time with the Yankees is done. The man's a free agent at the end of the year. He can go wherever. I don't care. Send him. Send him to. Fu- send him back to Cincinnati for all I give a shit. Um. Uh, so. I guess I'm taking the practical way out in terms of my predictions. One, two, one, two. But but the thing is, though, is like I feel like that's like what's going to happen. Like, like like I say anything can happen, but the thing is, though, is like the more things change, the more they stay the same, I guess. And then the more things staying the same was will be the Yankees blowing it in the playoffs. If that's the case. If that's the case. Or losing to the Astros again. I hope this year is different. We'll go into that one. We'll go into that later, though. But okay, we'll go into that later. There. So okay, so you have the Guardians in five. I have the Yankees in four. You have the Mariners in five. I have the Astros in five. Dodger. We both have the Dodgers and Braves in four. Yep. Yeah, I got both both ALs ending or both NLs ending in four, and both ALs are going to five, and the underdogs from the AL coming out on top. But I just think coming out of the NL like. The, Bra- the Braves and Dodgers aren't a closing course for each other. You're not wrong there. Exactly. That's good. That's the case. That's exactly the case there. So, like, I, I'm not going to be surprised if it – I will be surprised if it doesn't happen. Um, I would love the Mariners to just beat the Astros. That would be great. 
The only thing is, though, is like... No one would expect it. No, no one would. Mariners don't even know who the hell... Who? Because uh, they had the wild card round. Who will be? Uh, I guess me. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, they, they haven't put out... Or they haven't... It's undecided so far who they're, who they're going to go with in game one. Yeah, I know. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense there because they won with Castillo and Robbie Ray there. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go... Shit. I think Logan Gilbert. Yeah, I was going to say probably you would have to think Gilbert goes game one. Yeah. And then... The Dodgers have not put out a start. Well, what, Castillo game two probably? Uh, yeah, Castillo game two, exactly. Yeah, because the Guardians are going with Cal Quantrill in game one, so that'll be interesting. For the yeah, for the Guardians Yankees series, that'll be interesting there. Yeah, I wish the match could have thrown Degrom all three games. You weren't going to pitch him in game two if you didn't lose game one. Well, yeah, they I, they were on the same page. Everyone else was where they thought they were going to take it on the Padres in two games, get out there, and then go pitch to Degrom against game one against the Dodgers. Yeah, that, that makes sense there. Uh, one of the Guardians relievers is out for the rest of the playoffs with a shoulder strain. I just read up there. Very interesting. Very very interesting there. Well, we'll see what happens there. Like I said, I think the I think the key, I think what what happened. I think the biggest question mark for the Yankees will be if DJ LeMayo is on the roster or not. I mean, Boone will have that released hopefully like after we're done recording this, and then I can just look at it and be like, why the fuck is Aaron Hicks on this? <laughs> yeah. I- because that find that man's gonna find his way on a roster spot. I'm just yeah. gonna. Oh, it's gonna be tough for Seattle and Houston. That's that's um far travel between the two cities, whereas every other city is pretty close to each other. That's so the, yeah. So the thing is, there is like Seattle and Houston is ridiculous because like you've got. I want to go look. I, I was looking at the schedule for the first games. The times of them are ridiculous. You have the Braves playing day games. You have the Yankees in prime time, the Yankees and Dodgers in prime time, and then you've got the Astros are like in the middle of the day. So like you've got the Astros like it's a three like three thirty like start or whatever on the East Coast. That's two thirty in the afternoon on the West Coast. I mean in the central uh, in Texas. So like Seattle fans wanting to watch the game like on TV like that's noon. Yeah. That's noon. Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the games go to three and four. Like, they'll switch the Yankees to be more, like, in the afternoon because time-wise, that makes sense. And then the Astros and Mariners will be more prime time. And then, well, the Dodgers and Padres will have to be prime time regardless unless you decide to have them play at – unless you decide to have them play at, like, 3.30 Eastern, which would be noon there, which would be wildly insane. Although this is Rob Manford and Major League Baseball we're talking about, so anything can happen. Anything can happen. <laughs> well, at least what? what? There's only two games on Wednesday. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, so the thing is here is – let me pull – I'm going to pull up the schedule here. Oh, right? yeah, Wednesday is just Philly, Atlanta, and then Dodgers, San Diego, and then Thursday is the AL matchups. Yeah, so it's weird here. Like, So all four, all four matchups are tomorrow for game one. Games two for the NL are Wednesday. Games two for the NL AL are Thursday. Friday is games three. Game threes for the NL. Saturday everybody's playing, so it would be a game four if necessary for the National League for any of those either of those matchups. 
and then in game three for the AL. And yeah. then and then Sunday's the same thing. Game four if necessary for the AL, game five if necessary for the NL. And then if game five go if that if any series in the American League division series goes to a game five, they would play on Monday. Yeah. So the AL actually has even though even though there's like not much travel to, well, I guess it makes sense with the time zone difference for Seattle that, and for the Seattle and Houston there. Because the Yankees and Guardians, that's not much travel disparity there. So that makes sense for travel purposes there going between the time zones for from games from game two to game three at least. Mm-hmm. And then if it goes five, it makes sense there. I'm just annoyed that Major League Baseball knows when they want to have these games. Like, you literally could just, like, reschedule them if you have, like, the times if you have to. Put out an initial time, say, like, we're going to do this, and then, like, just flex it if you have to. Like, if 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 a series ends in a sweep, then you know what's up. You know you know what's up there. If you know if it goes to if, – if every matchup goes to four games – you know what to just you know what to do because if the national league goes four games like both those games are going to be on FS1 because they're not going to have baseball compete with college football on Fox so it's just a matter of like all right the Phillies will be a day game because that makes more sense than to have the Padres play a day game and then the Padres will be like in prime time practically And the only reason why I bring those two teams up is because Philly would be at home if it was a game four. San Diego would be at home if it was a game four. Yeah. At least with at least with the American League being on TBS, at least with the American League being on TBS, like they don't have to worry about anything. Like TBS doesn't put out fucking programming. The tickets for the fucking Houston Seattle game one are crazy expensive. What are we looking at here? Three hundred dollars a ticket. Jesus Christ. Whereas, like, still for the Yankees and Guardians, I mean, Yankees Guardians is 206 a ticket, but it's still not 300. Gotta go see Julio Rodriguez. I guess so. <laughs> gotta go see Julio Rodriguez. That's that's about it there. I mean, gotta go see the Mariners. Come on. This is their first playoff appearance in 21 years. Why not? Right. Um, <sighs> no, I, I was actually like taking a look and shits at shits and giggles for like uh for the playoff for game four if it happens. But the thing is though is like not knowing like when the game is going to be, like it, it's it, it's not ideal there because if you it's not ideal there because if say say they do make a game four but it's at night I can't go watch that. Oh, I, I lied to you by the way. Hmm. It's three hundred dollars for ALDS yeah. game three. In Seattle, um, yeah, in Seattle, that makes sense. No, ALDS game three in Seattle. ALDS, it says, yeah, oh yes, yes, in Seattle, three hundred dollars. Okay, Where so if you go to Seattle, Houston game one, it is um like thirty eight dollars. Or excuse me, how much? I'm trying to figure out the schedule. I'm lost. That's probably parking. Um, nope, tickets as low as thirty one dollars. What the fuck? Yeah. In Texas. Holy shit. Yep, 24 for Atlanta, Philly. Then 80 for Yankees, Guardians game one. Then San Diego's LA at 64. 
the resale market is definitely interesting there. People must be wanting to get rid of these tickets. Yeah, right. Yeah, because they probably bought them. The schedule comes out and they're like, oh, fuck, I have to work. Uh-huh. God forbid, God forbid, God forbid you don't take time off, I guess. Um, uh, no, like, I, 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 I was serious, though. Like, I was taking a look because I know I'm going to be down there. All right, why not go to the playoff game? But because it's a game four, like, you don't know if it's going to happen. And then if it does happen, like, you don't know if it's going to be during the day or at night. And if it's at night, I can't do anything. Yeah. Like, I have to be up at, like, four. I have to be up at, like, four in the morning on Sunday. That's to- tough. Huh? I said, yeah. yeah, that's tough. It is tough. It is very tough there. I don't know. I mean, we may, I don't know. We'll, I'll, I'll get that figured out there. Take it one day at a time there. But, uh, no. Um, I'm excited for for the division round. I, I love baseball postseason. Like, it's the, like, it's the second, it's my sec. it's the second best playoff format in North American sports behind the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think you can agree with me there. Yes. So I, I always get excited. I always have a faint of heart because my team, because of my team, because of the Yankees, it always happens. It always will. Unless they don't make the postseason one year, then I, then it's just like, all right, go, go team. I hate the least, but until that happens, go Yankees. Um, I really don't have anything else. We'll see what happens with our predictions. We'll see what happens in the ALDS and NLDS. Uh, we will be back at it midweek here to recap week five, preview week six, and also touch base on the upcoming NHL season, give our predictions and preview of that. Yeah, I, two, you guys are lucky. Two episodes in one week. We're not blowing you guys off this week like we do sometimes. I like we no, no, we'll see what happens. We may do two episodes again, depending on how the AL and NLDS go. That way we can preview the AL and NLCS. But yeah, two episodes one week um, until, yeah, we'll have that out midweek there. But you can listen to the special edition, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And until then, just keep on keeping on. Uh-huh.